Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Hello, Fightful Faithful. Welcome to the first of three shows <laughs> in the next two days that I'm doing with Kate. Also, for me, the first of four shows in the next three days, five shows in the next four days, and six shows in the next five days. I got to get started on the caffeine early. Kate, how are you? Um, I am a bag of mixed emotions today <laughs> so far, um, but I'm doing okay. I don't know where to insert this rant that's been in my head watching the whole show. Do we do it now? Do we I do don't it? Know. Like, I just don't. Um, I'll save it. You know what? I'll save it. I'll save it for the latter match because save that's it. that's where it came into my head. So that's where it'll come out of in the review. Sounds good. I'll have something to rant on before we get there because we're going to start with the pre-show. We're also going to start with you guys sending in your Super Chats and your Humper Chats. Humperchats.com. A lot of the matches humped today, but then, you know, the booking. So, <sighs> did they really hump? Um, if a hump humps in a forest, did it really hump? <laughs> um, uh, what was it oh, humping in the forest? I don't know. I have questions. I don't, I don't know. Uh, woodland critters. Um, so... Um, then also subscribe to Fightful Select, where tonight you can find me and Kate reviewing Night One of Mania, uh, which should be just a thing that happens. It's, also, it to, is gonna happen. Ah, it's going to take place. Um, and also, uh, <laughs> to, to, to tomorrow night after after Mania Part Two. Um, yeah, it, this it should it sh it should be a barrel of laughs uh, for us and hopefully for you guys as well. So that'll happen right after the shows, Mighty Night One and Night Two on FightfulSelect.com. Um, we're here on the big show because uh, because Sean refuses to watch this stuff, and well, I can see I can see why not. You said big um, show. I, had I did. To. I did. I did. I did say big show. Um. So so NXT got his got its first um road show today. They 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 took the show on the road and they stood. They stood and they, they delivered. They delivered. They delivered in spite of the people who are in charge of them standing in their way the whole time. So they could not deliver. There was some standing. It was like, hey, hey, hold, hey. You can't get past me. No, 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 no. That's the last standing. And then no delivering. Anyway, um, the, the pre-show uh, had Beth Phoenix. Also had... so weird. Yeah. 
Just people standing on the stage. They had no place for them. Why were they broadcasting from the parking lot? Well, no, that no, that was the pre-show for the for for, for Mania. The pre-show for the actual the the stand and deliver show was Sam Roberts and uh, and Mackenzie Mitchell and Beth Phoenix just standing on the stage. Oh yeah, telling uh, us what a great night we were about to have. Yeah, tonight. Oh, tonight's gonna be so great tonight, 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 tonight. And I was like, that's an edict. The fact that nobody was like, hold on, what time is it? And actually corrected their speech to say today means that Vince told them, whatever you do, you must say tonight. I know it might have been a habit for one or two people, but literally everybody said tonight. It was weird. Um, it was, this was all taking place at like 11 a.m. local time. Yeah. So yeah, it was definitely not nighttime. But Beth Phoenix was part of the of the of the triple uh, broadcast team for the pre-show, and I was like, "Hey, wouldn't it be nice if she's not doing anything and her husband's in the middle of some weird uh, heel turn? Maybe she should come. She could come back to the broadcast booth for for one night only. Like she, we already know that she has a connection to a lot of these people. Like it'd be kind of cool to get attraction. her voice back. Yeah, why not for one night only? Like no." No, she or was one day only. Yeah, there you go. See, I'm doing it now. Maybe it is. Maybe it wasn't an edict. But one day only. But she was only there for half of the pre-show. And then she had to leave, I guess. Um, but the the pre-show was was whatever it was. But the fact that like they finally they okay okay here here's our here's our oh. Do you want to talk about Duja and Index now or save it for later, Kate? The, you mean the most fuckable couple award? <laughs> yeah, the most fuckable couple award. Oh my god. I just, uh, we can talk about it now. It doesn't actually yeah. matter. Let, well, I mean, it does, considering like the other skit they put on the on the pre-show, uh, NXT is like is it used to be we are NXT, and now it's we are real horny because yeah. I, I they Duja and Index both went to the same Western store to buy cowboy clothes so they could get. I guess it was a Twitter poll, so they only wanted people from Dallas to vote in the Twitter poll. Like, I thought they were going to come out and walk around the ring and get a, an audience reaction from Dallas, which is why they were all, like, dressing up like cowboys. But they dressed up like cowboys to get a reaction from the entire world, which is not necessarily all based in Texas. Although everything is bigger than in Texas, I understand. Uh, this was ridiculous. Um, a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of just, you know, walking around in, in, in country western gear. And... And then later in the night, they had they showed the results and index the baby faces won the poll of the NXT universe 89% to 11%. I'm like, well, what did you think was gonna happen? It's a ridiculous thing that they did. I just like this is what you had for Indy Hartwell and Persia and Ducutson. And Dexter, for that matter. I just think about, like, the way and how stupid but also fun that was. And was. how this is just stupid. It did seem like the people who were involved in that 
got to be at least marginally involved with their own creative. So it was always fun to watch. Um, the uh, the other thing that happened on the pre-show skit-wise was that Idris Anofe, who was shirtless, that's very important to note it, because his tag team partner Malik Blade is there with a giant, it's not a fruit basket because there's no fruit in it, but it is a basket. It's got a lot of stuffed animals in it. It looks like something that you would give your eight-year-old niece, but that's what he thinks is going to win over Mandy Rose. Um, he says, uh, what do you think, Idris? Do you think it's too big? Referring, of course, to the basket of stuffed animals. And Idris O'Fay says, uh, oh, don't worry. She won't be asking that question tonight. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's that's great. Good. I'm glad we're doing this. And then then it's like, no, what are you going to do? Knock on Mandy Rose's door? Because that's where they're They're outside Mandy Rose's locker room. Um, how about you just, just go in? Just be a man and walk in. What's the worst that could happen? And um, so he does. And then Idris Enofe pulls a weird trolling face and takes the placard that says toxic attraction off the door. And now it says Imperium. Um, and then I expected Malik Blade to get beat up, but he just walks out haunted by what he has seen. What he has seen is penises. That is the implication that he walked in on three nude men. And and then Idris Enofe says, April Fools! And Malik Blade says, it's April 2nd, which it is. And that's the end of that. That is the end of the skit. It has no relation to literally anything else except for the fact that Malik Blade has the hots for Manny Rose. But that's the only thing that has relation to anything else in the world. Is this is why was this produced, written, put together? You spent time making this and then decided to show it to people. Why would you do that? Why would any of that happen, Kate? I do not have answers for you. I, uh, I, unless we're going to get like a Mandy Rose and Walter are dating angle. I don't understand <laughs> like, what this was that I would actually pop for. You know what? Fucking why not? Sure. The sure. hot girl and Walter. Sure. It'd be really, really fun. Sure. Um, good, good point in there in the chat that Otis was able to win her over with ham. So may, yeah, maybe stuffed true. animals will work. You never know. That is um, but the actual match on the pre-show was the tag team title match. It was Toxic Attraction, Gigi and JJ, JCJ and Gigi Dolan, versus uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. And they came out, Raquel and Dakota were the first to come out, and they walked, they came out, and they posed a little bit on the stage, and they walked down, and I was like, who the hell is standing on the stage? And I realized that's Sam Roberts, and Mackenzie Mitchell and all the crew that are lighting them and filming them because it happened in the middle of the pre-show. They didn't the think to do it anywhere that wasn't directly on the stage in the path of everyone who would be entering during the pre-show. It was so weird and awkward. Uh, I mean, whatever. Um, the match, the match was fine. And then Wendy Chu showed up. Now, the last we saw that we thought she we, she was kidnapped. Yes, they, there was a trail. There was a slipper. She was kidnapped. So apparently she got herself out of wherever she was kidnapped to. 
this is happens to most people who are kidnapped in WWE. Like they're just able to escape themselves. That's like impressive. that's you. That's usually not what happens in real life, but but apparently that's what happens to WWE. And so she was able to find. A, she went out and bought a brand new sleep mask, brand new slippers, and a brand new thing to hold orange soda. And good for her. Treat yourself. Good for her. And she shows up, and and Gigi Dolan's out there. So she smacks her in the head with a pillow. And then she smacks her in the head with, uh, she throws the orange soda at her. And Raquel hits her with a big boot. And Raquel and, and Dakota, and, sorry, sorry, uh, Dakota's there as well. They're able to, to, to do a, a double team maneuver. Shingona Bomb finishes it and pins JC Jane. And Raquel and Dakota are your new tag team champions. They, they did talk about how Toxic Attraction was unbeatable, considering they've only wrestled one match since they became champions. This is the second one. Um, I would guess like, yeah, technically, I suppose. But my question is this, Kate. Why did you write Wendy Chu out of this story? Like, Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai seem to have great chemistry. They were a lot of fun. Like, the, the story was that Wendy Chu was able to, to bring Dakota back from her weird, I'm crazy stuff that she was doing and turned her into a real person who, who would be in a position to maybe, I guess, not want to try and murder Raquel Gonzalez. And what you've rewarded Wendy Chu with is being kidnapped and then being ecstatic for the fact that her friend, who has completely forgotten about her, um, is now tag team champions with a woman that she hated literally, what, four days ago? I yes. What they started liking each other on Tuesday again. They, like, so, they, they're I back in love again. I don't, um, so I'll say this. I thought that the between the rubs was fantastic. Like, yes, um, I thought that this is a common theme for the evening. Yeah, this the is between, a the, theme between the, the ropes wrestling was fantastic, and yet, and yet, yeah, here we are. So, I'll just say that, um, Dakota Kai is just so invaluable in so many things that she does well. I'm excited to see her and Raquel as tag team champions if they're going to do anything because those belts just don't mean anything. So yeah. right now it's hard to get excited, but I'm much more excited about that than toxic attraction. Cause I think what we're going to see is with Mandy retaining later tonight and this, like there'll probably be some dissension there and either they'll get called up or whatever. So I'm glad because I don't know what more there is for toxic attraction to do. I wish they had defended their titles along the way, but I think the timing of that is actually good. And Raquel and Dakota are great. So those things I'm excited about, but there's just been no tag team importance whatsoever yeah. on this show. In fact, the winners of the Dusty Classic didn't want a tag team title shot. They wanted individual title shots, which you can apparently just do. So I thought the actual match that we saw was great. Again, that's a common theme tonight. But I think... Um, you know, it, it's hard to get excited about the momentum of something like that when there's just been no importance in the show for that. Why Wendy Chu would go help out someone who abandoned her um, makes not, like, a ton of sense to me. Like, I, I don't understand why getting replaced by someone would make you be excited to go help them out when you were in a time of peril. Um, so I that doesn't make sense for me. I have a feeling we're going to find out Raquel 
was the one that beat up Wendy Chu or whatever, put her away. But then why did you put the tag belt on them? That doesn't make sense either because that feels like they're going to break up. So I don't know um, if it's going to be a hot potato angle or if this is just something that's going to make no sense. But I, I really liked a lot of what I saw in the ring today. And Dakota is just such a standout talent. I feel like whatever they give her, she just absolutely knocks out of the park. Yeah, she really does. And I thought both of them, there was a shot they were going to move up to the main roster. I think that's why I was the most confused about this. I thought for sure the two of them were going to move up. So I don't really know what the deal is. If this leads to another Dakota and Raquel feud, I wouldn't hate that either. But I just don't understand why you need the tag belts to do that. Right. No, I, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. It's a, they, they, they spent a lot of time building to the breakup of, of Dakota Kai and, and Raquel. And then they spent a whole lot of time of, of Dakota Kai coming back from being absent. They had like vignettes for her digging a grave or whatever. She showed up at Halloween Havoc and cost Raquel the title. And, and they had a whole blow off with them for, for a while. And, and, and they spent zero time, literal zero time getting them back together so they could be tag champs again. I'm actually very happy for Dakota Kai because the first time she was tag champs with Raquel Gonzalez, her reign lasted 56 minutes yeah. or whatever before she lost them, lost them in her first defense. Um, so I'm happy for her. Um, I'm, I'm, I feel bad for the character of Wendy Chu because it felt like that she was, she was an afterthought and, and, and not part of the, they were spent actual time building this friendship between Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu, and to see, I got invested in that. Yeah, I did. She I did liked the two of them together, and then you you broke them up for no reason, so you could put somebody else. I'm assuming that Vince likes more with Dakota Kai and make them tag champs. But the thing the thing that gets me is I I don't I I I'm trying to get invested in your new rainbow colored. NXT. I'm trying to. And I and I was able to get invested in a part of it of Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu as a tag team. And you broke them up for seemingly no reason. And I, that, so so now why am I getting invested in anything going forward if whatever I can get invested in, there's no chance that it's actually going to pay off? It's weird. Buddy, we'll talk about that during the triple threat tag match too. But I I mean, I guess where they're gonna maybe go with this too is that Wendy Chu versus Toxic Attraction might be something like maybe it was PG and JJ that were the ones that like beat her up yeah um but then she needs another tag partner it just feels like a very roundabout way to get to wherever they're going so yeah um but I'm glad that the better workers are the ones with the I don't even know because GG and JJ are, are good with the belts but if this is like the way toxic attraction is maybe going to make an exit from being the hot stable. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that the belts moved on to somebody that I actually have some vested interest in. I just, I would like the belts to be defended more often than, than like once or twice in six months. That's just, that's me. Um, uh, But again, all four women did a great job in this match. Yes, they really did. And, and it was nice and, and to Wendy, see Wendy, the tag champs yeah. like, in action, which makes me wish that they had defended this belt more. Like, yeah. they have a propensity of doing that, too. Like, yeah. um, Shinsuke and Sami Zayn on the main roster. Like, Shinsuke was injured in his reign, and the only time we saw him defend his title was when he lost it, and that match ruled. So yeah. it's just a little bit of frustrating on, on yeah. that part. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, uh, let's never forget that 
Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai won the tag team tournament and cashed in for to be two more people in a singles four-way title match and they both lost that. So they wanted they, they literally got nothing out of this this thing that they won because the, if you're going to book it that way well I guess what I'm saying is don't book it that way. Right. Um yeah. <laughs> Um, going back to uh, I'm, to Duke Hudson in a cowboy outfit, Jake Salazar says this is what Hangman Page would have been had he signed with WWE instead of creating AEW. <laughs> it's true. Uh, we got a couple things in here from from the Kalex crew. Uh, Mark Quill says, "Sorry, I couldn't be there for the after party for sit and dine in. Just <laughs> wanted to give a Gabagool shout out to all the SGSers enjoying the weekend of Graps." Cheers. Yes, SGS. Fa 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 for life. And JW Pringle saying, Daytime Kalex is breaking my brain. Mine Enjoy- too, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your insane weekend of so-called sports entertainment. The Reverend blesses, blesses you both, Gabagool. And a Gabagool to you as well. And with your spirit. So that's the end of the uh, pre-show. And uh, now we get the opener, which is the ladder match. The five-way ladder match um, uh, with uh, Carmelo Hayes, with Trick Williams, um, uh, Grayson Waller, with Sanga, Santos Escobar, with all of Legato Del Fantasma, Solo Sokoa, by his damn self, Cameron Grimes, with nobody. So this this match, I said to myself, if you're going to have all of these people out there, you have to book the match that they're doing stuff constantly because it's a no disqualification match. And that seems like it's a lot of moving parts to corral, considering one of them is Sanga, yeah. who doesn't seem to know what the hell he's doing, poor guy. <laughs> um, and, it, and, and they actually did. They had them do a whole bunch of stuff the whole time. And, and to their credit, for the most part, the stuff that they had the extra people doing, like, it seemed to, like, enhance the match. I, I do wish that it had played in more of, like, maybe you could tell a story of Solo Sokoa and Cameron Grimes realizing they didn't have anybody out there to watch their backs, so they were going to watch each other's backs. And maybe that could have been, like, a story, like, concrete in the match where you told that there was one moment where they teamed up or whatever, but I, I think you could have told that story better. Um, Sanga, please don't have anybody do dives onto Sanga. I know he's very big, but that 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 very large brother does not want to sell at all. He got he got a suicide dive or a tope from Solo Sokoa, and like just barely got nudged out of the way. Like you gotta sell a little bit for that thing, big man. Um, this was chaos, absolute chaos. The the biggest spot I remember from the match, off the top of my head, is a sunset flip bomb from the top of a ladder. Uh, Santos to Solo Sokoa onto another ladder, propped up in the corner, and I literally screamed out on my couch, "Fuck me!" <laughs> That was a crazy spot. I can't believe that nobody got really injured with that. But somebody did get really injured, though. Somebody did yeah. get really injured, though, because Grayson Waller did one of his. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a lot of likes and views, 
and and did a, an elbow drop from the top of a very tall ladder, ostensibly to Carmelo Hayes, who was le- laying on top of a ladder spanned from the barricade to the ring. But Trick Williams pulled Carmelo off the the, the ladder at the last moment, so Carmelo, uh, sorry, Garson Waller just elbow dropped a ladder, yeah. and and the the replays did not look good for his elbow. Let's just say that. Yeah. Um, it was it, all in all, it was a silly, stupid spot to do, really dangerous, and it turned out to I hope not. I don't I don't like great Grayson Waller at all as a character. That doesn't mean I want him to injure himself and in doing a really silly of spot. Of course, yeah. But Jesus, that was oh, uh, it was gruesome to look to look at in, in a few of those uh, ways. Um, but the the finish of the match uh, comes when. Uh, Cameron Grimes is able to hit a top rope cave in um, on, I believe it was Santos Escobar and climb to the top and he goes 2022 the moon right guy one. I think Carmelo Hayes uh, is next in line to face Dolph Ziggler who spoiler alert somehow retained. So um, I think that we're going to see Cameron Grimes be North American champion here for a while. Uh, and, and as as our own Mark Losper likes to say, uh, with the introduction of I've got to do this for my dead dad as his storyline, he kind of needed to win. So I'm glad at least they did that right. Your thoughts? I, of all, I think this might have been my favorite match of the night. I feel like as far as all the criteria that you mentioned of booking and the right guy winning and the in-ring action being good, this kind of checked all the boxes. I agree there could have been a little bit more allyship, but um, a lot of stories got told here that made sense. And I think for people who might be tuning in for the first time, this was actually pretty good. Grayson Waller, that spot was insane. And in my opinion, probably unnecessary, like stupid, but you did see him go for the title earlier in the match, and then you did see him try and go viral later in the match, so things like that made sense. Cameron Grimes is just so damn easy to root for, man. Like, what an organic baby face. Um, I am so glad that he seems to be someone who got rewarded in all of this. He just has such an organic connection with the crowd, and he did a good job here. One thing I appreciated a lot in this match was there was a lot less like slow climbing up the ladder from what mm-hmm. I remember. Like people went up the ladder at a normal pace, which I found really refreshing. Yeah. Um, true. He did really well. Legato, I figured wasn't going to win, but I liked the orchestrated chaos with them. I thought that was really good. Um, the only weak spot in this, I, I think was kind of Sanga. There were a few moments where this just didn't feel very natural the lack of selling that you pointed out and God bless Electra. Okay. I think she is fantastic and she could stop him in his tracks with how beautiful and charismatic she is goals, honestly. Uh, but she, she landed a crossbody. She had this like little smirk on her face when she went to do it. I think she was like very aware that she was having a moment, which was kind of cool. Um, and crossbodied him, but I was like, that doesn't line up that a security guard would get taken out by her. He's terrible at security. But overall, actually, this was a standout match for me. I did have the feeling that, uh, you know, these guys 
letter matches like this are always a reminder that people are putting their life on the line. And this is why I was like, let me put my rant here because it was then that I was watching and realizing like, man, we just saw the tag match that had booking that made no sense. If the booking doesn't make sense from here on out, like what a reminder of how, um, rough that is and i was also very annoyed because i saw an article earlier where nick khan was talking about how difficult it was to make stars in 2022 and that just kind of set me off because it's not it's really actually not you tell people that they're important you tell your audience that these wrestlers are important by having them win matches and having them have titles that's it it's actually really simple. The audience will probably get behind and believe you if you don't shove it down our throats like they did with Roman Reigns for five years as a baby face. And the rest of this card, unfortunately, felt victim to that. That triple threat tag match was incredible. The winner made the least amount of sense and it undercut an entire tournament and an entire story that was being built between Imperium and Diamond Mine. They spent weeks building that out with Roddy getting having Walter stand in his way and with the Creed brothers losing to Imperium. That whole story was undercut, and so were the results of the Dusty Classic. We then see the women's Dusty Classic later in the show, spoiler alert, Mandy retains. And so they cashed in their tag title shots as individual shots for no reason whatsoever. So it was watching this ladder match and seeing all these dangerous spots and seeing the heart that they went out there with. There was so much passion here. Someone in the chat mentioned it, that Trick Williams, this was like the first time he's been like super useful in a lot of spots. And I felt that too. Like he did a really good job doing his role. Um, and I, I just felt like this was so good. I felt like everybody went out there and performed their asses off and that the right guy won. And then I was like, man, this is why booking is important. And this is how you make stars is by doing stuff like this. Logical, simple storytelling. People wanted Cameron Grimes to win. You gave people what they want. They were excited. They didn't really do that the rest of the show. And it, while the matches I felt like were incredible, and I do want to keep the match quality on the front burner in some way. Yes. Like, it, it's it's infuriating. It's infuriating to punish people for getting themselves over. It makes absolutely no sense. And so that's kind of what was like, I actually enjoyed what I was watching, but there was like this dark cloud hanging over the whole thing. And it was because of the lackadaisical booking. So I just feel like if they don't know how to create stars, it's because they're not trying. He referenced Logan Paul in that article. Logan Paul was winning shoot boxing fights. And so he made himself feel important through shoot wins. You have control over every aspect of what you do. It's real easy to create a star if you're not an idiot with how you book things. So it was just like a maddening thing to read that. And then to see the way the booking played out on this pay-per-view was just like, a reminder of of why we've been so frustrated because we saw such great in-ring wrestling and such stupid booking to follow. Um, So, and a lot of horniness, but. Yeah. That's (laughs) that's not to be assumed. Um, All that to say the ladder match was great. And then um, I was foolishly optimistic, but the rest of the show unfolded as it did. Yeah. Um, Orion Ben 666. Uh, Comes out, has, a, has a good point. Uh, he says, here's the thing. It was two ladders set up, if you remember. When Trick pulled Mello, the first ladder moved that Waller's body was supposed to hit. So he only went and dove on one, but there was supposed to be two there to break his fall. Uh, and I, yes, now that you bring it up, I do remember that. He helps us out with the word ouch. 
<laughs> thanks, Kalex. Uh, this was much better uh, than the story build. Yeah, that's that is true. Um, uh, Mark Losper says it's like six a.m. on a Sunday. Australians. And the first thing I hear is my name. Perhaps I'm still asleep. Also, screw Trick Williams. I mean, you know, he he got involved to try and help his dude out, I suppose. Um, yeah. Yeah, this this was better for him because he was doing things that made sense to help yeah. his friend. He even tried to climb the ladder to win it for yeah. him at one point. So yeah. um, this was better than him giving uncomfortable promos when someone who's better at talking is who he's representing. Yeah. Everybody got a chance to shine. Um, uh, I, I think that there's a, there's a, a lot of upside, uh, for all five of these people in WWE, if not in NXT, I think Santos has done everything he can. Yes. I think he can go to the main roster right now. I think that Grayson Waller provided he gets healthy or if whatever has actually happened has put him out for any kind of time. But I, I think that if you tweak what you're doing with him, he can be a really effective heel. He's just an asshole that nobody likes now. And that's not really an effective heel. Um, it's not smart. No, like it's not a smart asshole. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Cameron Grimes obviously has all kinds of upside to him. Carmelo Hayes, like I said, I think is the next guy in line for the NXT title. Um, and Solo Sokoa, uh, you could bring him up literally next Friday and pair him with his cousins. And it would make absolute sense. Um, uh, or, uh, you could you could see you could build him up toward being a future NXT North American champion and maybe even future NXT champion. There's there's that's what you want out of your top mid card guys. NXT somehow has a better mid card than the main roster because not all of these guys have been booked into oblivion yet. Well, and, and the North American title was meant to to mean something, and you didn't actually uh, have that guy lose a bunch of matches, so that's good. And That's it was defended good. on your biggest show of the year. Go figure. That is also good. In a ladder match. In a ladder match. Yeah, which is the thing they should have done with the Intercontinental title, but I'm not going to talk about that right now. No, we'll save that for later. <laughs> um, <laughs> so wait, wait, am I? Hold on. Is the tag match next? Yes. Um, but no, no, no. Tony D was next. Hold on. Tony D and Chops. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bill. Bill, Bill, uh, Bill Alphabet, Alphabet Bill, Teodorakakos, says it's 6 a.m. on a Sunday, and I too heard Mark Losper's name. Must be a pleasant dream. Aww. That's nice. Christian J says, how was NXT 2.0 sit and disappoint? I was just watching the Hall of Famer 2022 Taker speech was moving, almost cried. Also, watch ROH Supercard 2022 this morning. It was amazing. OMFG, that return at the end, I popped huge. But what does Tony D think of Samoan Joseph? Listen, I like the Samoa Joe. I've always liked Samoa Joe. He's easy. Seems like a kind of guy. He's my kind of guy. Uh, I love a guy who sneaks up behind somebody and chokes the life out of him. That's the kind of guy I like. That guy, I, I, could, I might have a spot working for me, if you know what I mean. I like a guy because because usually you don't need to actually use the, the you know, what do you call the coquina clutch. You just actually got to use piano wire, and then you can choke the laugh out of him a lot better. Ah, it's, just, it's an idea, couple cool. Um, yeah. Um, so we uh, we got a very um moving uh, spot, I thought, which uh, was uh, well, we got 
Tony D coming out with AJ Galante, who I am not familiar with, but they list all the things that he is supposed to be from. I, Netflix, I suppose. Um, but they got him coming out, and I, I like that. But then um, Ciampa comes out uh, with a with a really cool video package where you know this this is this man's last match here video package where a bunch of people file in and watch a bunch of his highlights and stuff uh, on on a on a screen. Uh, like a, a projector projecting it on his garage door that he p- cuts promos in front of. And then he came out, crowd goes nuts. And then he uh, grabbed a bottle of water, dumped some of it overhead, took a swig and did the triple H pose. Uh, and then did the, did the uh, Shawn Michaels little lunge and, and pose in the ring. Um, and then did a bunch of triple H's moves in the match. Uh, it was, it was clear. This was, this really one of triple H, one of Hunter's last guys. Yeah. You know, last real guys. Um, This is his swan song. This is like, there are, there are guys who date back to back to the black and gold who are still in NXT, but this feels like the last one of Hunter's guys. Yeah. So he'll get called up to the main roster and be called like, yeah. Derek McDimey and he'll join Butch and whoever. He's going to be Tommy Chimpanzee and he's going to be an ape trainer. Perfect. There you go. Perfect. Um, I uh, I thought this was pretty well put together. It allowed for for Ch- for Champa to get in all of his greatest hits and and to and to make uh, Tony D look like a real tough son of a bitch. Yes. Like he kicked out of some big ass moves. But he always he's a, he's a he's a brawler. Um, he didn't do a lot of his suplexing stuff, but um, but I I just love that he was kicking out of all like Champa was throwing bombs at this dude and he was kicking out of everything. I thought that was that was good to to build him going forward. Um, early on in the match, Champa peeled away some of the padding on the outside of the ring, exposing the concrete, and then like the match went on for another ten minutes, and they finally went went out there and tried to use it. So uh, Champa got reversed and then DDT'd onto um, onto the concrete, and Tony Angelo rolled him in the ring, and then did this weird, like I think it was supposed to be like a his version of like the punt or whatever, because Champa was on all fours and he ran up, and it looked more like he placed his foot on his on his on his on his head and then shoved him as opposed to really kicking him. So that was the finishing blow. And it didn't it didn't look nearly as snug as a lot of things that both dudes t- took in the match. So it felt weird that that was the final thing that he did. Maybe it was more like, this guy's already done because I DDT'd him on the concrete. So me just putting my foot in his face is just a sign of disrespect more than anything else. Which if that was the case, I think that might have been able to be presented better. But overall, that that part of the finish just fell a little flat to me. But that was the only thing that I didn't really like about this story they were telling. Tony D'Angelo is now a made guy. He took out Tommy Ciampa in his last match in NXT. You can move him onto something. I, I, I don't see any reason why he can't be the, the guy who eventually takes the North American title from Cameron Grimes. Like that could and, and and does the thing I want, which is the Italian American Championship. Please, please, and thank you. Do that. But um, like that could be his next step. Um, but this is a this feels much more like 
a, a real old school rub that you give the young guy coming up when the old guy goes, as opposed to, you know, um, Johnny Gargoyle gives a speech and then gets put through a table uh, by, by uh, Grayson Waller. Now they didn't really follow up on that. All that, all that well, in my opinion. So who knows? They might not follow up on this all that well, but I do have high hopes because I think Tony D is going to make sure they follow up on it. Um, but afterwards, there was a thank you Champa chant, and he went up to the stage, and Hunter came out, gave him a hug, uh, and he's been Sabasa Champa started to cry. So of course, that made I everybody up. Yeah. Everybody else cry. Um, it was an amazing moment. So last time, it's the first time we've seen Hunter like on camera involved with NXT since the heart attack. Like that's a pretty amazing moment that he did that for, for Ciampa. That was a pretty cool thing. Honestly, this, this felt, this felt right. I mean, almost all of it felt right to me, this whole deal. Yeah. I, there was a lot that I liked in this match, but overall, in addition to the, the spots that you kind of called out, I just, felt like Tony D looked less gimmicky in this and very yeah. violent. And I think that was important because he is kind of a caricature of a character. So in ring, he needs to feel serious as a heart attack, as they say, right? So I thought that that came across. He was vicious at some points in this match. Like yeah. it felt like he was, like he was trying to hurt Ciampa. Like it yeah. really felt that way. And that came across so well. Um, I liked when he went to get the crowbar from Timekeep. There yeah. was like a weird spot where he was going to like tell the referee it was only three, but he was actually telling the timekeeper and Ciampa had it scouted that he was going to come back in there with the crowbar. I just thought that that was so great because it yeah. was like he was trying to pull it over on Ciampa and Ciampa not only had it scouted, but like it was kind of a carny move that he would tell the wrong guy. Right. So I just thought that was super fun. Loved the Johnny wrestling chance. Loved all the tributes. To oh Triple yeah. The, the, the Johnny, when he got him in the, in the Gargano escape, yeah, that was a really cool moment, and I was like, if you were gonna put over Champa, that would be the way to do it. But you can't. He's got to. He's got to lose his last match. It, yeah, and it it felt like he really tried to, and I don't think Tony D necessarily needed help in doing this. I I do think he's a great in ring competitor, but yeah. him kicking out of so many of Champa's biggest moves and his selling and his reactions on those was like. I just can't beat this guy. Like, and that, and that's such a great way to to go out on your own terms like that, and to make someone look like a star in the process. And I I just had so much appreciation for um, both the story that was being told in kayfabe and what was happening out of kayfabe. I thought was so nice. The moment with Triple H, yeah, had me in tears. I my makeup didn't look like this when I was watching. I promise you that. So um, just a, I I think my mine mine neither. Yours neither, yeah. No, you're you were a mess. <laughs> it takes me 45 minutes in the chair to look this good. Trust me. And you look beautiful, oh, so you. you're thank welcome. You. It's just weird. It takes that long to put a hat on, I guess. But <laughs> it's a very important hat. But uh, yeah, everything about this worked for me. Like this was one of the few things that, like, you knew the booking was going to be what it was as far as the result. But I felt like the the match itself the way it was produced and agented was very logical. It made a lot of sense. And then all of the Triple H stuff around it, I thought was really nice because it does kind of feel like he is the last one of like Hunter's guys, like you said, to to move up or move on, whichever whichever he chooses to do. Yeah. Jake Salazar says, yeah, I teared up when Trips came out because you could tell it was his, 
It was he was sad because he knew Ciampa was his last guy left. Full on popped when Triple H came out. I just wish he he would go run ROH and build these younger guys up. Yeah, I mean that was he, Triple H tried to create his own Ring of Honor uh, with the black and gold. It just did not. Uh, I mean, quite he work did. Out for him. I mean, it, it worked for a while. Just you know what? what yeah, it worked as a standalone thing, and yeah. they they wanted it to be developmental. Yes. Pile Driver Finisher says, uh, for the Gabagool made man, Tony D. Thank you, Ciampa. Hey! Mark Losper says, it feels incredibly sad that we all know Ciampa is leaving to his certain doom. Ciampa is going to be another star another star. Nick Khan fails to create. Um, yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't know that I know what, what like, the thing of it is, is the, the roster is so thin right now on the main roster like it 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 feels like they can't they don't have they can't they don't they can't afford to actively ruin somebody because they need them to at least be viable for for when they need somebody to challenge i mean i don't know they're actively ruining uh finn balor right now so what am i saying um they called up pete dunn and named him butch immediately well like they don't think that's they don't like they think that's fine the the butch thing is fine they think all we, of we, we have yet to see him wrestle a match. Like I, I'm, I'm. I, if they, if they, they named Butch. Name Butch was terrible. If his name was Pete Dunn right now, and he was um, hanging out with Sheamus and Ridge Holland, and never wrestling, I'd have a bigger problem with him never wrestling. Because Pete Dunn's a great wrestler, and I want to see him wrestle. If he starts having matches and losing all the time. Well, that's that's a thing that I'm going to have a bigger problem with, because th- that's the problem. So if Tommaso Ciampa goes up there and wins, but they call him Luigi the Peach Pizza Maker, but he's winning, like I'm I'm fine I'm fine with his new Toyota gimmick because at least they have him winning matches. That's that's the thing that actually matters the most if to me. We, Shocker, wins and losses mean the most to me. If we didn't get Tony D versus. Luigi the pizza maker. That would devastate me. That would devastate me. If they call him up to give him that gimmick and we don't see that versus Tony D'Angelo, I'm upset. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh John D. Barker says with Triple H coming out for Ciampa, it made me think how much he probably wished he was there for the other departures like Gargano and Cole. That's so true. Uh love the tributes to Hunter by Ciampa tonight, too. Yeah, it was. It was pretty amazing. Um, and uh, Mark Losper says, stealing from Bill Alphabet, Champa is going to join Edge's House of Black, uh, Mount Omp- Omnipotence' favorite stable of mid-cartitude. <laughs> now, I, I now, refuse I... to shit on something before I've seen it. That's that is a a personal thing where I I won't shit on an album that I haven't heard. I won't shit on a wrestling stable I haven't seen. I won't shit on a TV show I have not watched. So, um, while the forecast is grim because of everything that they've done recently, and I'm pessimistic, I refuse to to if, knock it until I've seen if, it. If Edge is running a stable that consists of himself, Damian Priest, and Tommaso Ciampa, that's that's about as that's about as good as as you could as good a start as you could get for that thing to work. Like that could be really interesting. Now, could they absolutely screw it up? Yes. Is there like an 80 to 90% chance they will? 
Yes. But that's a that's a great jumping off point. Like I think those three dudes could do some really fun stuff. Now, in that tri- in that trio, is Tommaso Ciampa going to be the one who's getting pinned in all the six-man tags? Yes. Was that going to suck? Yeah. But I still think there's something possible there that might be really good. Maybe. Probably. That Diet House of Black. <laughs> Diet House of Black is going to yeah. be an interesting one. Uh, yes. Um, so uh, we got our triple threat tag match uh which is this is the good the good way to do it which is there's one guy legal from every team at any one time at 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 some point in time didn't matter who was legal because everyone was fighting each other but that's the way these matches work um look i don't know how to i don't know how to parse this the, the the booking decision to put over MSK makes so little sense to me that I can barely remember anything that happened in the match outside of the really big Creed brother doing a cannonball from the top rope to the outside. Like, I, it's hard for me to remember others because I was so dumbstruck by the choice to have MSK lose the finals of the... Um, of, of the Dusty Classic tournament to the Creed Brothers and have them get a title shot at the same time as the Creed Brothers and then book them to win the titles after their first reign was marred by such a weird reaction in your home arena. And I, I don't know if they show up on Tuesday with the belts and the crowd still wants to boo them I don't know that all of the time you spent sending them on a wild drug chase will actually, you know, have done anything to help them. It's a very odd choice. But I think the thing I'm burying the lead, they changed Imperium's music, okay? It was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was uh, what do you call it? Um, um, what's the damn word for it? Oh, it's the thing where it's, uh, anybody can use it. Um, uh, Publicly... Public domain. It was a public domain classical music thing. It was awesome. Everybody got to go... Everyone got to do that. And they were like, no, we don't like you to have fun. Here's another piece of music that that we bought for some reason. And so it's like, I I can't even like Imperium anymore. (laughs) Imperium's entrance used to be a thing I used to like. Now I don't because they changed the music for some reason. Yeah, all of this, all of this felt bad because I was, I was promised something. When you tell me there's a tag tournament and the winners get a tag title shot, I was promised something, Kate, and then you took it away from me. Why did you do that? Bearing the lead again, as Malcolm Bivens' outfit was incredible. Oh, oh you gotta acknowledge I, the fit. I apologize. The Fantastic. Fit. The fit was fire the, the fit was fire we love the diplomats tribute wade barrett putting that over well on commentary too um i'm i am so unbelievably frustrated by the fact i knew i knew they had screwed up the dusty classic i did not know that they were also going to go ahead and screw up about eight weeks of programming of as i said earlier of walter standing in the way of roddy of of eichner and barthel 
standing in the way of the Creed brothers. They have built this out. There was a championship involved with the North American championship. There was a tournament involved and they cut out the legs from all of it. And they had a 66% chance of not doing that. They could have put it on the Creed brothers and it would have made sense. They could have put it on an Imperium and would have still made sense. Here's all of those things would have been fine. We've, we've already seen the Creed brothers beat MSK. In the finals of the Dusty Classic Tag Team Tournament. Correct. So I thought the only reason you were putting MSK in this match is to have the Creed Brothers pin MSK so the, so the Imperium would be pissed they never got pinned to lose their titles. And then that's part of the storyline that continues between Bartel and Eichner and the Creeds, who work really well together. Like, I thought that was the part we're going to extend this. And I thought to myself, well, if they're going to have the Creeds lose, that sucks. But surely it will be because the people who attacked them a few weeks ago are going to come out and make their presence known in this match, which will therefore start that thing going again. But they didn't even mention that at all during the broadcast today. So maybe that's a thing that never happened now. Uh, the... The booking is, is maniacally frustrating. It feels rushed and thrown together and like it makes no sense. I like on the prediction show kind of predicted it would be MSK because it's the thing that makes the least amount of sense. Of course, why wouldn't it be? A, I sure as hell hope they're having them plan on working heel because they're going to step back in Florida and they are going to be heel whether they want to or not. I don't know anybody. I didn't see any positive stuff on here about MSK going over. It makes no sense. They're not over. They, nobody knows if they're face or heel or not at this point because you were unsuccessful in your attempts to get them over. It makes no I, sense. I think that they've just, they've, the, the, the territory has been ruined for them. Like that you can't, you can't, you can't book them in the territory anymore, but I book think. Them as heels. Or book them as heels, but it's. They're getting booed. They're getting a reaction. If it, like I thought they were going to do it, where they were going to have the pe them be the guys who 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 attack the creeds, but apparently that's maybe that's maybe that is the case. Maybe we're going to find that out. Maybe everyone thinks it's pretty deadly, but it's not. But my thing is like that, as evidenced by the fact that Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs are getting a title shot at WrestleMania tomorrow. The smack the the SmackDown tag team scene could use a little freshening up. Yeah. MSK versus the Usos is money. Like that would be so much fun. MSK versus Street Profits. MSK versus New Day. There are so many options for them on the main roster. There's nothing left for them to do in NXT. I thought maybe this was happening because maybe we were getting an Imperium call-up, but Walter went over later. So that's yeah. not it. This makes absolutely no sense for the story they built, the tournament they put on, or the roster moves that they could make. I truly, truly don't understand it. And this to me, and and the women's championship match were were maddening. Were maddening. This one more so because I felt like stylistically what happened in the ring this was a sprint i felt like it could have been longer to be honest but like yeah. stylistically all three teams do something very different and they're all in command of their style so that was really fun seeing the cannonball off the top rope was cool we also saw some really cool butterfly suplexes earlier in the match yeah. from them um but like there's just 
I, I don't know how I'm supposed to be invested in stuff when you keep telling me these are the rules we play by and then breaking them constantly. Like yeah. you have you have made devices to make things feel important, championships, tournaments, and you have made them feel unimportant by your own doing. It just makes no sense. But the match was fun itself. But like how many times can we say that both about NXT and about the main roster? Because it's not a quality of the talent, despite what Nick Khan wants you to think, that they just haven't been star-worthy for the past decade. It's not that. It's them. It's the creative direction of the company on all three brands. Yes. Yeah, you're you're, you're completely right. I am right! You are. (laughs) Um, Feeling Dreepy says, MSK unfortunately feel like 2006 DX. Where their comedy is kind of lame and everything has to be about them even when it shouldn't. <laughs> well, look, look who's still nominally in Time charge to of play the, brand. the game. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Michaels is right there in charge of a lot of stuff down there. I, I don't know. Um uh Riot DR says, My friends, NXT books two weeks ahead, if that far. I wouldn't be surprised if Imperium invades SmackDown in a few. Yeah, I mean, they they might. They might, I mean, like, like, listen, Walter didn't go from being like a, 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 a slightly doughy giant man to Michael Phelps in a few months because, because he's like, oh, I just want to get healthy. Like somebody gave him the idea, like you should really slim down for Vince. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, I will do that. To Michael Phelps. That's what he, he we'll talk about that. That dude is svelte. Like he has lost so much weight. Michael Phelps, what a what a what a pull! I just love it. He's got a swimmer's body now. I mean, he's very tall, so like those guys are really usually like long. Yeah, he's, he's got those long arms. He's very pale. All those swimmers are very pale. It's very true. My goodness. Um, Orion Ben six 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 says now Alex is where I was four months ago. Just seeing how WWE has, WWE has taken away piece by piece what hooked me to NXT. Oh, that's Im- not new. That's Imper- not new around here. Imperium's music, salt in the wound. Oh no, no, no. I, I listen. I, I am tr- because believe it or not, it's called sour grabs. I do, I do get some feedback of you're not giving this a chance, and so I'm trying to give it a chance, Kate. I'm trying. And I honestly, I thought pairing up Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu in the beginning was a dumbass idea. And by the end of their run in the tournament, I was all in on them as a tag team. And they were like, nope, just kidding. And so, like, I gave it a chance. And then they decided, no, you were wrong to give this thing a chance. Like, I, I can't get burned again. Fool me yeah, twice. Just- fool, me, fool me once. Shame on me. Fool me twice. What won't get fooled again? Sorry. No, you're fine. That's perfect. <laughs> the end of the age says, if y'all are this frustrated now, just wait until tonight and tomorrow. See, the, the thing about it is, Kate, um, that tonight and tomorrow, I have no illusions are going to be good. Like, I, I, I still somehow thought we could possibly get some good storylines in here because the matches I knew were going to be great because the kids are going to try so hard. 
And they're just, they keep on saying like, well, here's a thing that is obviously booked to this. Nope, we're not going to do that. Or um, we're going to do a swerve because that'll be fun. Like, no, it's not fun. Don't do that. Don't do that. Well, there's... Yeah. There's swerve, like, I like New Japan and they have insane booking, but their insane booking pays off. Not so much in the past year and a half have I been like on the New Japan train, but um, they have bananas booking. But they, it always pays off, like all the time. This yeah. time it never pays off. This this feels like punishment booking. Like when there's swerves in New Japan, it's done to make a star. Yeah. When yeah. it's done here, it it's holding them back. It's 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 preventing them from becoming one. Um, but I guess we just need to be like Logan Paul and go do celebrity boxing fights because that's yeah. how you make a star in 2022, according to Nick Khan. Not wins and losses that you can control on your own damn program. Nope. Uh, Mark Losper says, honestly, we should be just we should just be glad that they didn't change Imperium's music to the German national anthem. Thank heavens for small mercies. Um, I honestly, because I I don't know a whole lot about a foreign national anthems or old classical music. I thought the first time I heard Walter's theme was that it was the Aust Austrian national anthem. I was like, is that the Austrian national anthem? That's badass. Because, you know, I was wrong, but I was like, that's what I thought it was to begin with. It would Wasn't. feel like a sport. Yes, it would. It feel like a sport. Hey, uh, Joel Pearl, Joel Pearl, uh, Joe, Joe Gacy and, uh, and Harland decided to Cut a promo from the site of JFK's murder for some reason. I don't know what they said, but I can't imagine it was all that great. I had to go help my wife bring in groceries from the car. So I was like, are they're at Dealey Plaza? And, you know, it's Peacock, so I couldn't rewind. So I had no idea what the hell they said. Did they say anything important, Kate? Uh... Not they just talked about preventing tragedies and how like if we all come together, blah 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 blah. But I was more startled that Joe Gabesy was cutting a promo from there that I was able to wrap my head around the content of what he was saying. Yeah. But he was just saying that if we're all united and stuff, um, if we're all united, if we're all united, we can prevent tragedies from happening. Oh, because this that that's why that's why that's why this was, was was murdered so because. Because we weird. weren't united enough. So weird. And actually, now that we're talking about it, I'm so glad about Cameron Grimes going over. His I'm a pastor walking through a vineyard vignette was also very weird. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was. Very. Yeah, it was. Also, if you're telling the mods how to do their jobs, I will just like punch you in the face. So. Yeah. Jake Salazar says, ah, yes, Joe Gacy. And Harlan, the dollar store, Kevin Owens, and wish.com Kane. Um, yeah, I mean, I actually like Joe Gacy. Harlan is extremely new to this, and he wrestles like he's extremely new to this. Like, I, yeah. I like it. I'm a little less critical of that as much as the, the push that they, they were kind of given. Quick break from, from the thing. Have you heard? The Randy Orton went on the Pat McAfee's podcast thing and he was talking about how the NXT boys don't know how to work. 
they're, they're they don't know how to throw worked punches. They don't know how to do dives and whatever. And he was saying like I'm I've been in the ring with these kids and they have no idea how to work. They don't fucking know what they're doing. And I was thinking to myself like he was talking about how I got to cover up instead of selling a punch. I got to cover up so I don't get my friggin' jaw broke. Is what he said. And I was thinking to myself there was rumors they were going to call up Holland. And I was like, that seems to be a really bad idea. And I wonder if Randy like took somebody aside and said, there's no way I will ever get in the ring with that child because you've never taught him how to do anything except for bounce a guy's head off the ring. Like a, like a, like a basketball. It just felt like maybe he was speaking directly to certain people. I don't know. You know, Linder, I hadn't heard that, but I'm not that surprised because we see we see some of these bigger guys and they don't really know how to wrestle. No. And then we see these greener guys in the NXT and they just keep calling people up and sending people down. It's all over the place. True. So I think that Randy may have a point. I think so as well. Um, yeah, I, I just, <laughs> this is really weird. Uh, um, Bill, Bill Alphabet says PSA, you too can prevent tragedies. As opposed to forest fires. Smokey, <laughs> that would be like not Smokey the Bear, but he'd be like Trauma Traumadon the Bear or something. Traumadon the Bear. There Traumadon. you go. That's good. That's good. Uh Mark Losper says if Joe Gacy wants to prevent a tragedy, he should send Harland for more training. There you go. <laughs> he doesn't look great. He doesn't yeah. look great in what we've seen. I think Joe Gacy is actually pretty decent in the ring too. Yes, like I don't, Jake, I don't need, uh, I don't need Harland. Jake Salazar uh, says, "So, Kate, what I'm hearing is say that you like Gacy, but Harland, not so much." I just think Joe Gacy has a better handle on his narrative. Like he oh. can control. He's able to his control narrative. his narrative. Narrative. Harland, not so much. Yeah. Um. Well. We got our uh, our four way ladies match, Kate. We did. We did. Mandy Rose uh, had her hair in a very dramatic ponytail. <laughs> um. Uh. Before we get into the match, though, Kate, I I don't know why I was I was not shocked by this, but just like, oh, hey, that's a thing I didn't know. Perhaps I should have known this. Um, Cora, Cora Jade got a WrestleMania type entrance. There were a bunch of people who came out with skateboards and they were skateboarding back and forth and like around each other on the stage. And then she came out and kind of wobbled for three feet and fell off. And I was like, oh, that's too bad. She got, she lost her balance. But now when she skateboards down the ramp and around the ring a few times, she'll, she'll get it back. She picked up her skateboard and ran down the ramp. And I was like, does, does Cora Jade not know how to skateboard? No. And I was like, but you didn't have to tell us that she was a skateboarder. Correct. You didn't have to make skateboarding her whole character. Like if she's, if that's not, if that's not what she's able to do, like making that her character at her, her entire character. She's not a weird. skater girl. <laughs> I should say, see you later, girl. That gimmick doesn't work for her. Like, it's just a Like, if you have all these people who are skateboarders out there skateboarding around in circles, like, deftly, maybe don't have her come out 
on a skateboard that she obviously doesn't know how to ride. That that fe I felt bad for her. Maybe it's just too tiny. I, I, maybe maybe it is too tiny. It is maybe it is too tiny. Um, uh, I saw some people pushing back, like, "Well, um, isn't that what they do with like actors who like you know you don't hire an actor who like?" But no, when you hire an actor, if they know they're going to be filmed doing something, they learn how to do it. But also, it's not the same thing. There was not like we wrote a script. In the script, it calls for a small 22-year-old skater girl, and we're casting the part. You picked out Cora Jade, bring her over, and said, what are we going to do with you? And you built a character around who she is, and you did that. It just felt very odd. I don't know why I expected her to like do a kickflip or something, but I did. Or just skate down the incredibly long ramp that was there. Like That I, was my thing, was that, the ramp was very long. And she didn't skate down hardly any of it. Um, and then, yeah, exacerbated by the fact that there are people skating around her that know how to skate real well. Like, they they made Elias into a guy who played guitar before he could really play guitar. So you know what he did? He spent hours getting better at playing a guitar. And thank goodness, because look where he is now. It paid off for him in the long run, didn't it? Um, it did in the short run though, because it did get him over. Like sincerely, like it, it, uh, it, it was something that he was able to to make work. Yeah, well, that doesn't matter. Kate. It's like you know the movie that thing you do, which is like one of my favorite movies ever. They all learned their instruments. They all played their instruments. Yep. They didn't yes. even get like a double for anything. Yes. Good for them. Yeah. Oh, not tiny Avril Lavigne, though. Nope. Um, yeah, it's yes. Um, anyway, anyway, the match I thought was really well put together. Like, everybody got to do really cool things. Um, there were some big spots to the outside. I'm gonna, I'm gonna request just a gentle suggestion that maybe you move the announce desk like nine to 15 inches back from the ring, if at all possible, because we've seen too many dives or at least make an edict. No dives to that side of the ring. That E.O. Kaylee spot? Is that what you're talking about? That like, yeah, yeah that was nasty. That looked nasty. That, like that, you could have eased, she could have broken her legs. Like she, she did a full moonsault and like her legs hit the, hit the announce desk as she was coming down. That's not good. I've seen guys like do moonsaults to the outside at like small venues and their legs land across the barricade and their legs break. Like, like, please let's not do those things if they're going to be that unsafe. Just a gentle suggestion. I think you should try, um, She's she's willing to take a bump, it turns out. I don't know if you knew that about her. <laughs> My God, she was all over the place in this match. Um, I liked a lot of this. Unfortunately, like it is just increasingly evident that Mandy is a champion with the weakest in-ring acumen, um, which in a fatal four-way, I think is never good to do to a champion. Like even Cora Jade outshined her a lot in this, and she didn't do a ton of smart heel stuff to compensate for her lack of in ring. So that did feel like a little bit of a downside. But I agree with you in that it was agented very well to hide most of her weaknesses and to make a lot of other spots look really great. I thought the double submission thing was cool as hell. 
Man, eel locking in that clover leaf looked nasty on Core Jade. I think you got to call her up. I, I don't know if there's anything else for her to do here. Um, but I I liked this match. I just don't understand why two people who won a tag team tournament didn't want to be tag team uh, champions decided to cash in for a singles title, and then they also both lost. Um, my guess is that we're going to start the descent of Toxic Attraction, like I said earlier, which having a queen bee with the title and the tag team losing it, like maybe there's something that the other two are trying to chase now. Yeah. But I don't think it was a, a a wrong booking call. I just think that how they got here was weird and that there could have been better outcomes. Right. But I don't know. Yeah. The I thought they were going to do the opposite, which was that Gigi and JJ kept their titles and Mandy lost hers. And then Mandy was like, well, those are mine now. Yeah. You know, and they're like, what? No, we won. You lost. Like, don't. No, and like no, no, these are mine. Like one of you can come down to the ring with me for my tag title matches, but but I'm I'm the star of this group, and I thought they were going to do that, but this like okay, fine. Again, like I thought the whole reason, like the reason you have to have Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray in this match is that one of them is going to be the new new champion. Like otherwise, why did you do all of this? Was it? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I I also I, I mean my pick was Cora Jade. I thought they were going to tell that story and and they seem to be she hit some crazy like a, a destroyer on the apron <laughs> crazy stuff um yeah it made no sense um it, it didn't make no sense it just could have made more sense like i don't think you can ever say that someone retaining makes no sense um because i already have the title so i it feels like they made this a fatal four-way to cover up mandy's weaknesses and that's just yeah. like uh, such a waste of the the dusty cup like it just makes makes no sense uh will p says this is the first bit of nxt i've watched since the second week of 2.0 you got out at the right time my man uh it is all very weird weird but the thing that stood out the most to me was the destroyer and splanish fly and the crowd barely moved i know it was 2 p.m but wtf has happened lol yeah, they're the crowd is into certain things and they're not into other things. Like it's it's a yeah, it was a it was a weird it was a weird 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 crowd. Yeah, and victim of spot on the card too. I think there was a lot of emotion in Cameron Grimes winning and the Chompa spot, and those went on back to back. So yeah, that kind of makes it tough. Um, but yeah, I didn't notice the crowd being particularly down. But it is two p.m. Like people were probably trying to get lunch and stuff. Like. I feel like it was so insulting to put this show on before Mania. Yeah, I got we now we got to get across town for Mania. I got to go back to the hotel and like it's just yeah. a weird thing to do. Um, uh, yeah, there's there was a new a new uh, uh, title strap, uh, white strap, and the and the metal is iridescent, like under the under the lights in a certain way. The gold is like rainbowy colored, so like that's cool, I guess. But I mean the the old the old one was fine, you know. Whatever. Yeah, I think it's just weird to do it now. I feel like you do. I guess not though. This is the biggest show of the new brand, so yeah, I I can let that fly. It just seems like something you would have done with the reboot, right? Like, yeah. but maybe they didn't want to catch hell for it then. Yeah. Um, Bill Alphabet says uh, how Mandy survived so long outside the water boggles my little brain. It's true. You think she would have dried up by now? 
she really has grown in this championship range. She spent more and more time. You've seen her really grow yeah. and how much time she's able to spend outside of the pool. And I just think her reptilian ways have been yeah. really impressive in this title yeah. ring. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, Jake Salazar reminding us of the time that there was a exchange between um, Cora and Darby about skateboarding. But then again, she uh, she got the better of that exchange by the end. So she did. They were both not in a great nope. call on that, I would say. Nope, not 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 great for either of them at that time. Uh Mark Losper says, so uh was Tony D the only new guy who went over? I wonder why they can't make new stars. Yeah. Tony D was the, the only new guy uh that that went over. I mean, MSK isn't new, Cameron Grimes isn't really new. Um, yeah, they, they, Mandy Rose, is it new? This is her second time in NXT. No, this, yeah, they're not this. Um, I will say though, like in a developmental brand, I have less of a bone to pick with that. Cause I think Cameron Grimes can, Cameron Grimes can help make other people look like new stars. And I felt like ring wise, a lot of people looked strong today. So like, I, I definitely understand that, but I feel like in developmental, like having guys that know what the hell they're doing is a a huge advantage that you kind of want people with a little bit more experience to hold those posts. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, I, I, that's a very fair point. A very fair point. So we got the, um, we got LA Knight, Larry Knight uh, versus the very svelte um, uh, Gun- uh, Gunther, oh. Gunthar, Walter. The oh. thing of it is, is that, is that, um, People are wondering, what's his secret? Like, is it is it exercise? Is it a certain kind of diet? Well, I know his secret, and Sean Rossap knows his secret too. Cameo, what's up, you guys? It's Sean Rossap. I'm not here physically on the show right now, but I still wanted to tell you about how I'm starting my day, no matter where I am, with delicious Magic Spoon cereal. Zero grams of sugar, 13, 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving, only 140 calories per serving. Keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb. It is the ultimate breakfast food. It's the ultimate snack food, and it's the ultimate food for me to take while I'm traveling. Quick, easy, all the flavors you love. Peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, cookies and cream, maple waffle, cocoa, fruity, frosted, all over the place. That cookies and cream and maple waffle are back permanently and if you go to magicspoon.com slash fightful grab a custom bundle of cereal try it today use our promo code fightful at checkout to save five dollars off your order if you don't like it they are so confident in their product it comes with a 100 percent happiness guarantee they'll refund your money no questions asked if you don't like it but you will it's perfect before after workouts as a snack And my favorite thing about it is you get filled up with one serving. It's not running back and forth to the cupboard to get more, racking up those carbs, racking up those calories. Magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Use that code Fightful. Don't worry, everybody. Kate's here. She's just fixing her lighting. So she'll be back in a second. All right. I tried. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <the worst. laughs> oh 
know. This, no. is, this is why you can't podcast in the daytime. This Kate. is so weird. Maybe <laughs> if I hold on, I'm gonna try one more thing. Okay. <laughs> right. All right. So um <laughs> it's really it's it's a hazard to 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 podcast in the daytime. Um yeah, uh we got we got we got Gunthar with with his terrible new music uh versus uh Larry Knight. Um and these are two guys that don't need to be in developmental anymore. I mean, Larry Knight never should have been in developmental. Eli Drake was ready as soon as he came in. Um they even brought it up on the on the pre-show. They were talking about how have you ever seen somebody who is more of who looks who has the whole package of an of a WWE superstar more than than a LA Knight and Bell Phoenix is like no I have not and if that's the case I don't understand why he's a mid card dude in NXT but maybe he'll get called up on Monday or Tuesday no Monday or Friday um this match was whatever it was he he's not Walter anymore Kate like. I'm going to still call him Walter because Gunthar is a stupid name, but he's not Walter anymore. Like he's lost so much of that heft. He's still a very tall dude, but like I said, he's closer to Michael Phelps than he was to like, to whatever he used to be. He's lost so much weight. Good for him, by the way, but it doesn't feel like he carries that kind of, I don't know, like just, it felt like the ring shook when he walked and he strode up to you and chopped the life out of you. Like there was a, something about him that doesn't exist anymore with a little bit less weight on him. I'm not saying he can't be intimidating. We saw him be intimidating here as well. But it also feels like somebody took him aside under orders from people who were at the top and were like, we're going to need you to change up the way you work a little bit. Because it used to be, it was just like, I'm going to chop you until you die. And then after you're dead, I'm going to powerbomb your body into dust, and then I'm going to pin you. Um, and uh, and he doesn't do that anymore. He's got new things to do, and that works. It just doesn't feel like what the old Walter was. And I feel like, no, they, probably Vince doesn't want him to chop somebody until their chest bleeds. Like, he doesn't want that. Like, he did that to Duke Hudson, but I feel like this is like a test run for what he might do he was throwing chops, obviously, in the match, but it just didn't feel like it was the same thing. This there were this is a um, a match that loosely resembles when he faced Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT UK title, where, wherein it was a top guy in NXT proper uh, versus Walter in a match you knew that guy wasn't going to win. Yeah. Um, but let's see how 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 much they can take from Walter before they lose. And that's what it felt like to me. It just didn't feel like it was Walter. And maybe that's maybe that's by design, I guess is what I'm saying, as opposed to like an accident. It feels like they're they're trying to make him into something a little different probably for a main roster call up. A little bit. I still really liked this match. I Absolutely. It's just it's just a different feel than what I sure. was expecting, yeah. Yeah, I felt like the Walter we know and love was more the guy that did chop the shit out of uh, Duke Hudson, like you said, on <laughs> last Tuesday or the Tuesday before. Um, I I thought the match was really great. I do... 
feel like he's lost a little bit of presence, not from the waking as much as just like, I felt like a lot of people had WrestleMania ish entrances today. And when they changed the music, like something, something with the presentation also is disconnected, um, yeah. which that I don't love. Um, but I thought, I thought the match was really good. I think you should call up LA night tomorrow to, to feud well not tomorrow because tomorrow's night two of wrestlemania but like maybe raw after mania you should call him up really soon to inject some life into that mid-card picture if you want it to to mean something because he is one of the more polished workers that's in nxt right now and i feel like even if you don't like what he does what he does is way more tailored for the main roster than for nxt so just call him up like it's kind of ridiculous that he was here in the first place with the amount of experience that he has um, but I thought that the match was very good. Um, I, I, I think it helped LA Knight more than it helped Walter. Like, I feel like it showed his in-ring ability showcased in a way that we haven't seen yet, um, in his NXT run because he's in there. Sorry to be this girl, but like with a, with a pro wrestler instead of a sports entertainer, like, I feel like this was a lot better. Um, his matches with Grimes were good too, but like this was, I think a little bit more of a, a serious endeavor or something like it, it had a little bit more weight to it. So, um, overall I, I liked it. Um, you know, there were no real stakes with it. The, there wasn't a ton of build, but, um, the, the match itself was good. It's just kind of weird. Cause I feel like both of them should be called up to the main roster, but I'm guessing, I don't know, man. I don't know what you do with Imperium right now. They lost the tag titles and, then this happened. So what's next? Like if Diamond Mine's going to be moving on to Pretty Deadly, like I don't know what's next for Imperium. Grizzled Young Vets or a call up, I guess. Like yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, a call up, a call up would make sense. I mean, it wouldn't make it doesn't make sense because I mean Walter won tonight. Yeah, I mean, like, well, he he can he can he doesn't have to. I think they could both get called up. Honestly, one yeah. could go to Raw, one could go to SmackDown. I think, I think Larry Knight would 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 take over SmackDown. Like he'd he'd be like that 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 kind of he would Fox would love having him cut cutting fun like outlandish promos. Like it would be there could be a lot of fun, and, and Walter would be really great as this imposing figure in the mid card. But like, there's too much stuff that they that, that there's a bunch of stuff they could do with Walter on raw if they hadn't actively ruined everybody on that show you know like if if finn balor was on a hot streak and we could trust them oh to book finn balor yeah. like he was great like if he won the u.s title and was winning u.s title defenses if he if the demon beat the damien at night one of wrestlemania and on on the raw after mania finn balor says i've beaten everybody nobody can stand up to the prince and Walter came out like that would be, that's a U.S. title feud. Like that would be awesome. Of course, Finn Balor has been booked like a child recently. He looks like he's, 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 he's been know, barely booked. He wasn't even at Rumble. Yeah. He's, he's like, never, he's, he loses everything. So you can't do that feud anymore. At least you can't do it. So it would be fun. You can just have Walter come in and squash him. And what's the fun in that? You know? Yeah. And I mean, yeah, Walter versus so many. Like, Walter versus Seth is something I would love to see. Like, there's sure. so many. Yeah, Walter versus Owens all day. Like, yeah. I think there's a lot of fun possibilities, but um, that would involve yeah. them addressing massive deep-rooted problems yeah. in their booking picture. Mark Losper says, they've taken his name, they've taken his music, they're taking his chops. 
He's a new outfit away from being ready to be fed to Roman Reigns. Chop it time. Chop it time. <laughs> you, I gotta, I gotta watch you. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but anyway, uh, the, the, the finish of the match is that uh, Larry Knight winds up sitting on the top uh, rope facing out uh, and gets clubbed off the top rope onto, yeah. onto his back. And then that was pretty fun. Big splash to his back, which had been being worked over the entire match. Um, <laughs> so, I'm just trying to stay out of the blinds. It's just so artistic. I love it. <laughs> oh, um, thank you. It's just like this, like, it's like the very, very dramatic, you know, like the, um, and then, and then the, and then a power bomb for, 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 for the win. I so, did like the finish. I thought that was a fun display of power. Yeah. Um, so, so Braun, Braun Breaker, mm -hmm. uh, is still a, a Breaker. So, so wanted him to, to, to do a, a, an interview where he said, now my, my dad and my uncle are in the hall of fame. Now I'm Braun Steiner. It was never, never would have been a better time to do it, Kate, but. Well, there... he inducted the Breaker brothers into the hall. Why would he yeah, do the... I know. Yeah, no, that's true. Um. And uh, but he had an elaborate um, entrance where he went and picked up a rainbow-colored chainsaw from backstage, came out and chainsawed through a giant styrofoam X, and then kicked it over and went to the ring. And then the champion, Dolph Ziggler, came out with uh, with Bobby Roo, and uh, and just. Did a regular old entrance and walked in. I was like, well, Jesus, man, they are putting over Braun hard in this match. Like, look at the difference in the way they're presenting them. Like, they're obviously going to do the thing where, like, okay, we wanted to see if, like, the crowd would get behind him as a baby face challenging the heel. And obviously they are. So we made the right decision that we're going to have him win. Now, the match is, the match is fine. There's some giant um, spears that um that uh Dolph Ziggler takes Robert Roode was sent to the back like forever ago like he was sent to the back 3 minutes into this match and then he comes out and pulls Braun or pulls Dolph out of the ring or whatever um and the ref doesn't do anything he does about not it. dairy queen him i'm calling DQ's dairy, dairy queen that's yeah. good um i like that uh, but if he had dairy queened him then we still would have had Ziggler as the king of, of NXT. And that's not something I wanted either. So I understood like they were like, they were praising the ref for letting the match continue, but there was no, no excuse for Robbie Roode to like not be arrested at that point because <laughs> like he, he was a set, you believe. And he came back. Um, but, but um, Braun took a famouser and then a zigzag kicked out of it. Um, I will say the thing that, that Ziggler was saved from being pinned by was a giant spear and then a pick him up over his head uh, and do the, the you know, his little power slam deal. So he's going to lose then. But Braun tries to do that again. Hits him with a third spear. Picks him up like he's going to do the same thing to him again. But Dolph rakes the eyes, hits him with a super kick, and pins Braun Breaker. 
And I don't know, Kate. I mean, he's got to be getting called up. They're right? called. They're calling him up, right? Like, there's no reason you would do this unless you were calling him up. And God help me. I think it's too soon. I think he's amazing. I think that, I, honestly, I do believe this. I think unless you actively fuck him up, he is going to be the biggest star in your company in five years. I think calling him up right now is step one of actively fucking him up. And that's what I'm worried about. Um, Ish. I'll say, okay, so the match I thought was great. There were a lot of really, really fun spots. They work really well together. Dolph Ziggler works well with everybody. He can make me look good at this point. Um, I, I thought I thought this felt main eventy. I was a little confused by the entrances as well. Not only Dolph not having any fanfare, but Braun, uh, a, a, a chainsaw does not seem like a proportionate response to styrofoam. It feels like a little much. <laughs> like I think it's a little much. Um, but I'm sorry. I love the the idea that styrofoam is something that requires a response. I'm, that's right. We'll move on. A response. Um, but I do. I I don't even think he's not ready. I don't think creative's ready for him. If that makes sense. But I do. If if he dethrones Roman, I'm okay with it. If he's actually going to dethrone Roman at SummerSlam, which is what I've been saying for months, and everyone said, no, it's too soon. That has never stopped them from doing anything before. I am so distracted by myself in this lighting. I'm so sorry. Well, well, oh, hold on one second, because, 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 hold on. Bill, Bill Alphabet <laughs> says Kate is in a noir detective film. I am. <laughs> We're so close to the end. I don't want to like go and fix it again. No, but it's fine. I love it. You know what? <laughs> this match, I will mm -hmm. say this. It had me standing on end in a sense. We have a second ad to run, don't we? I'm just checking to see who it is. <laughs> we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, here's the ad for boner pills. You don't get a transition today. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's no segue, but I gotta fix my lighting. Your penis is soft. Let me help. Not like that. Bluechew.com. Code Fightful. Bluechew brings you the first chewable with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. But it's ready when you are. Or when you're not. It's not about having a problem. It's about having that performance. That excellent performance. That confidence. Fill out their online questionnaire. You work with an online physician. You won't have to wait in line at the pharmacy or the doctor's office. It's shipped discreetly and directly to you, and you get that first shipment free when you use that code FIGHTFUL at checkout. You want to be confident, don't you? You want that pay-per-view, that main event performance? Don't let yourself or somebody else down. Use BlueChew.com and the code FIGHTFUL. What have you done? What have you done, Kate? <clears throat> Don't worry, Kate's here. She's just not here. She's here, 
but she's not she's not here. Um Bad News Burke says Chainsaw Brawny. Next they'll have pantyhose over his head. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Uh, <laughs> that's decent. Um, the better the one jam beard. Says, uh, I missed the show because of work, but why did NXT make so many bad choices for winners? Mandy slash Dolph slash MSK and, and Tony D, at least Tony D is not too bad. Yeah, it, it is a it is a weird deal. Um, and now Kate is officially not here, so she'll be back. I have faith that she'll be back. Um, but I'm going to get this back to a single shot. Okay. Yeah, it's... They just make some some weird choices. The 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 Dolph, it's it has to be because they're calling up Braun. That's the only thing I can think of. There's no reason why you would make Dolph Ziggler the face of your developmental brand, uh, unless you were planning on putting it on somebody else and thought he was a a better ch- a champion to like put over, let's say Carmelo Hayes, um, than anybody else. Um, and Tony D, I think is right. Uh, he's the right one to like you, you chomp his leave and you got to have him lose. 
Um, Mandy, it depends on your deal, man. I've never been a fan of Toxic Attraction. I made it. I made no bones about it. But I know a lot of people love them as an act. So yeah, it's difficult. Mark Losper says, um, I heard another show refer to L.A. Night as a rock tribute act. I don't hate that description. Yeah, honestly, a lot of the stuff that he does feels very rock-esque. Um, he even does like his own version of the people's elbow kind of thing. So I think that works. Kate's back! Kinda. Kinda! <laughs> My camera won't get recognized now, so I tried to fix it. I made it worse. There's nothing else to do. We're coming down the home stretch anyway. We really are. We really are. Um... Mark Losper says, continuing to smash you over the head that they killed old NXT dead with rainbow unicorn vomit is really stupid given how much time it's been. Yeah, they they do love to everything is very rainbow uh in a way that there's there was no reason for the for the for the chainsaw to be rainbow colored. Like that's I'm a, a, yeah, there's just no reason for that, I think. That might have that might have been overkill. Um I, I I thought this match was really good. Okay. I think Braun is really, really friggin' talented. I think he's like one of those guys who are like, I can't believe he's only been doing this for like a couple of years. No, like it's a absurd. year, a year and a half, really. Like, I can't believe that considering what he's at now. And I think he's very charismatic in the ring. I think that he can cut a decent promo. He's got a very a very specific promo style, but I think it definitely works for his character. Like I say, I think five years from now, this guy should be the biggest star in your company. They have such a terrible record when it comes to what they do with people who get called up. Yes, but That's those... All. Those were Triple H creations. I will say that much. This is under the new wave, right? So there is a little bit of hope there. And the only other thing I'll say is like where the main roster is at right now. Like, what are you holding out for? You know what I mean? Like, what are you holding out for? So that I can, in a year from now, make sure that he's a little bit better. He's proven himself against multiple ring styles. He's proven himself on the mic. He's proven himself heel and face like i just feel like they're so thirsty for something exciting on the main roster like i kind of get the idea of hot shotting him he well, handled himself great at the hall of fame yesterday yes if if they hot shot him onto the main roster now you've got to either build a long program for him like there's something you're you you are not allowed to bring him up without a plan in place. You cannot do what they did to Bianca Belair, where they called her up like mania in 2020 and then kept her off television until Survivor Series 2020. Like you can't do that with that's a that's a complete waste of his time. Like you gotta actually have something in place for him. I don't know what that is. I don't trust them to know what the hell they're doing because they've proven to me that they don't. And it's, I, I want like, is that going to be different in a year though? Is it, is it? I think they, they would have more time to create something and put it in place between now and then. Um, uh, I, I, I have to, I have to believe that eventually it, it must get better marginally over time. Otherwise, there's no reason to cover it anymore. 
There just isn't. Yeah. Like it's it, you. I have to believe that. Like this is. I have to believe this is the that we're going to if we have not yet hit rock bottom with sure. WWE pl- programming and that it will slowly start to climb back up. Yeah, everybody. I have, everybody to, I have to believe that. But I. Everyone said that when I became a fan at 09, and this is so much worse than 09. So it's hard to hard to fully not, have faith in that. But then um, again, like a couple of years after 09, is when, we, is when we had the pipe bomb. We had like that made WWE must watch again. Something like that could could happen. I don't know why I choose to be so optimistic about this thing that I because we have to because when it's when it's good, it's great. There's like always that. And for me, literally the pipe bomb showed me that things can change on a dime. Like that was, the plan was not for CM Punk to be the biggest thing in the world. And he was for 431 days. So, or second to Cena, however you choose to look at it. But like the, the thing with where it's at now is like, I look at 09 and the years I got into it, and I don't think it was good in retrospect to what I know now, but things made sense. Nothing makes sense. Like, the the people that were important were still the guys that were winning matches for the most part. Did it make sense to have Kevin Nash come back to face CM Punk? No, but, like, CM Punk would win. Things made sense. So it, it's more the that part being directionless that that is concerning yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Braun, I, I'm hoping if they bring him up, it's with a plan. My concern is that he does dethrone Roman and Cody wins money in the bank. And instead of having it go Cody Braun, you have it go Braun Cody, which I think is a terrible idea. Yeah. So that that's my biggest concern uh, on yeah. that front. Matt Reichel says, was an okay show. So unless Braun is getting... Fast track to Monday night raw that finish made zero sense. Yeah, I think he is getting fast tracked. I think, yeah, I think raw after mania, you're gonna see the, I, I, the I Braun Steiner I, debut, God willing. Yeah, I can't imagine he's not. Um, and Flame Incorporated say Dolph Ziggler is amazing. I'm proud he's finally getting the push he's earned. Hashtag and still Dolph Ziggler has always been great in the ring, but he's been booked into oblivion for so long that he's become impossible to believe as somebody who wins matches and that sucks, but, but it's still the truth. And we have to like figure out a way to like analyze around that. Also, I would love it if they actually, they, they did a whole thing. Like Dolph Ziggler says, you know what? No, no more of this BS. Now you're going to see the real Dolph Ziggler and he starts winning matches. (gasps) And after he's won a bunch of matches, he gets a title shot and then he wins that title. Like, that would be great as opposed to like, hey, I'm in NXT now, but I'm a main roster guy. Guess I should get a title shot, right? Like, but yeah, the that, de facto. Like that, no, nah, I don't want, that's a bad story for that. Yeah. Also, he shouldn't be in NXT. He should, like, that's not a, like, he's not the right, I don't think he's the right guy for this. But, but that's maybe just me. I don't hate that idea. I think it's actually kind of good to, there's some people that run their courses in places or aren't, having things done right like i don't know if it would be the worst idea for some of the people that are in the main roster to come down to nxt to liven up like to to give them like how roh is going to be used with AEW guys that are mid-card or better talents that aren't going to be in a title program or doing anything valuable coming to nxt i don't think is the worst idea in the world and i feel like ziggler fit that profile just fine yeah 
And he, he's uh, also not someone that had deep roots there. Like Ray Ripley can't do that, right? Because right. like that true. doesn't work. That's true. So, um, Mark Glosper says if the only metric that anyone cares about is money, WWE is more successful now. That attitude is why this slow death spiral is going to continue. And like, your Mark Glosper is more pessimistic than I am, which is which is a feat. <laughs> um, uh, and he's not wrong. The only metric they do care about is money, and they are more successful now than they've ever been. So if all you care about is money, and now and the money is better than it's ever been, then what you're doing is therefore the best thing, and it must continue. And that is... Well, I think they're trying to get the money in a certain place, and that place is to sell. Yeah. And I think if they do that, there's hope, because if they sell, that means a whole new sort of yeah. system to fall into. So right. that's that's where my optimism is right now, which is sad when you think about it. That like yeah. I think the best thing for this company would to no longer be this company anymore is sad. All right. We get a few of these uh Humper and, and Super Chats to to take us out. Uh thanks everybody for supporting and and again go to fightfulselect.com and subscribe if you have yeah, not yet. Because and I will be hanging out and talking about uh Mania Night One tonight after the show, which starts in like what an hour and a half. Um uh, Graham B says the day they crowned Mandy Rose NXT champion, it was RIP to NXT women. Um, listen, I I just the uh, everything around that has not been booked great, and her being champion and being like I'm champion because I'm hot. If if the point of the story is not to like prove her wrong, then I don't know why we're doing that with with your heel champion. Um. I think that's that's a storyline. That's a point of view. She's perfectly well. Um, she's perfectly welcome to have. But the point of view as your show should be she's wrong about that, and then book toward that as the end. Yeah, and I don't want to. Mandy's not the strongest in the in the ring, right? Neither is Jade Cargill, but her build has been good. Yeah. And there's things about her that are completely different than anybody else in the world, right? Yeah. So, I don't know if they've done a good enough job of emphasizing her strengths and maximizing her weaknesses to make her championship brain feel like something that's important. Yeah. Um, uh, Bill Alphabet says that uh, Ciampa is definitely turning into the Friar as part of Edge's House of Bleh. Thanks, Mark Losper, for the shout-out. I like to call him the, that the Friar would be good. Mark Losper says, Kate, you want to have your noodle cooked? If a new company buys it, why would they change a formula that makes this much money? Well, I think Disney has an interest in long-term storytelling. And just because they're making this much money doesn't mean that they couldn't make more. Yeah. Like that's that's the stupid thing about this is you can make this much money and care about your product and make more money by having better live attendance, by having merch that actually looks good. Yeah. Nobody that's interested in buying a billion dollar company is interested in not making more money than what they're making. So right. I do think that there is hope for that. And I think by nature, you're going to change things because whenever a company acquires another company, like there's usually house cleaning that happens. That so. is true. Bill Alphabet says this early morning sun has me extra soury. I believe he's talking about in Australia, but this mid afternoon sun uh, has Kate extra soury as well. I believe. Yeah. I mean, it actually, it, makes my skin look gorgeous but it's just like when the lines come over it's not great yeah there so. you go <laughs> uh 
Um, uh, Mark Losper saying that Nick Khan is right about the, the new stars thing. What was the quote that he actually gave? Um, that it's hard to do in 2022. Yes. He just forgot to add the caveat of when your company is run by a crazy person. Yeah, that's just like also a, a difficult argument to buy when there are more successful wrestling companies right now than there probably have ever been. Yeah, that's also like ever. Uh, Mark Losper says, I should make clear. I hope you two are right. I just don't think that this company has any positives given the circumstances. And you may wind up being right. I just, I honestly hope that you are wrong because I want this, I want the people who work at this company to have good things. Yeah. And right now they don't have good things because the people who are in control of this company don't want them or us to have good things. Well, they have some good thing. They have a bi-weekly paycheck and get to be wrestlers at the biggest wrestling company in the world. Like that's good. Do they it get just... to be wrestlers though? Or do well, they get to be let me finish? What I was going to say <laughs> was that it seems as though they are there's there's no correlation for working hard and getting yourself over and what yeah. that means. Like so so from that perspective, it's not good. But I do think any company buying another company is gonna say, hey. What do you think people think of the people that are on television right now? Yeah. Like, I think logically, that's probably the first place you would start. Yeah. Like, if you here, here's here's why I'm optimistic. If Disney looks at Ricochet, they are going to see money because that guy is a superhero. Yes. Disney is familiar with superheroes. They are familiar with how to market them, how to merchandise them. They're going to see this guy as a superhero in real yeah. life. And that is why I'm hopeful because yeah. I think they're going to be able to see dollar signs in the people that are there. Yeah. Um, they are in control. They <laughs> are in control. Hashtag no Canadian destroyers. <laughs> um, uh, Graham B says that main roster Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa would be Johnny and Luigi and they would be called Pizza Time. <laughs> oh, it's so true. Um, <clears throat> Manny DIY Toro, your own pizza. <laughs> Manny Toro says, W WrestleMania 9, known as the worst WrestleMania, WrestleMania 38. Hold my beer. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Um, uh, okay. We now we, here we get into oh, oh, so for Jimmy, Jimmy Boutros says, All the love to Team, team Kalex from Norwich, England. Never get to see you guys live. So, this is a great Saturday oh, evening treat. Five star Gabagool. So oh, thank you, Jimmy Boutros. Five star Gabagools. Yeah, that's awesome. My career has peaked. <laughs> Um, uh, Joshua Mitcherson says, thank you, Kate and Alex. You're my wrestling friends. And although I've never met either of you, you make me so happy. Thank you. You make my Wednesday fun. Oh, thank you, Joshua Mitcherson. See, people love us for some reason. I don't know why. They do. You're Thanks our much. best friend. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, that's good. Um, <laughs> Christopher Marino says, it's crazy that a company that does, uh, that doesn't use wrestling or wrestler as words has their biggest shot Bloody. show called WrestleMania. I have thought about that year over year over year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, uh, Luis adds to the pizza time thing that they will be called DIP. Do it pizza. I like it. <gasps> they could use a cutter. They could. Well, probably not. No, that's that's that is that would be uh, 
gruesome self self mutilation or something, right? Oh, I meant like a like a diamond oh. cutter. Oh, oh, there you go. But That's it would good. be the pizza cutter. Josh Weaver says, "So, which one of you is going to Mondays now that Denise is most likely fired for hitting uh, Sean in the balls? Are you going to Are you going to Mondays? Are you going to?" I don't think it would be good for my mental health to do a raw review show. It, it, it wouldn't. Believe me, it's never good. I'll tell you, I don't think it's going that way, though. I think that Sean fears Denise now. <laughs> I think the muting will stop across all platforms and that the heel got his mm -hmm. comeuppance. Go check that out if you didn't see his spot, though. It is super fun. He was telling everybody in the crowd to charge to give him $5. A couple of people did, which was really fun. Uh, I'm so glad that Sean got to do something fun like that. He deserves it. Uh, JDB Pringle with a couple of things for the jukebox. First of all, um, <laughs> she got sun lions on her face. Her bangs look great. Sour grabs number one, our best friend, Kate. We will, we will grabs you. Hell yeah, we will grabs. You see, the lions have been a part of the gimmick. The whole time. Long-term storytelling. And by long-term, I mean 45 minutes. <laughs> um, so in honor of Tony D winning his matches today, hey! there were a couple of jukeboxes for J from J.B. Pringle and Christian J. First of all, uh, um, J.B. Pringle is, requ is requesting uh, we are the champions. Um, but I now is gonna be, I am the champion. So here we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sing... I am the champion. By Big queen. queen night. Big, Big queen, queen night in the house. Yeah. I paid my dues time after time. I've done my sentence, but committed only a few crimes. And most of them you cannot prove in a court of law. I'm bad mistakes. I made a few. I've had my share of sand kicked in my face, but I've come through and I need to go on and on and on. I am the champion, my friend. Dun, and, dun, dun, dun. and I'll keep on fighting till the end. Dun, dun, dun. I am the champion. I am the champion. No time for losers, because I am the champion. Of the world, thank you. Of the world, um, and now finally, last one. Uh, Christian J says, "How much for Tony D?" Wait, wait, first, first of all, Tony says, "You look beautiful tonight, Kate." I mean, you always do, but tonight especially. <laughs> thank you. I hope that that's true in four hours when tonight is. <laughs> uh, the better one, Jam Beard says, "If they call Braun up, what does it say about him that Braun can't beat?" A gatekeeper slash good hand type of guy who barely wins on the main roster. What it says is they don't think that you watch NXT. Right. That's what it says. I've accepted that because I also think he's going to be Braun Steiner on the main roster. Please. Like I've I've accepted that they, it's a fresh start, fresh start, um, and that they don't think that you, you you keep tabs on NXT to know who is coming up the pike, but that you are not clued into the weekly product. I mean, Mark if Lock. you if you can't be if you can beat Kushida but not Von Wagner, like right? I mean, right? None of this makes sense. Kushida's uh, sorry, Kushida. Mark Losper <laughs> says the crimes part popped me so much. You guys rule. Parking popping Mark Losper and Kushida, which is and really Kushida, impressive. Is um, but Christian J also says, "How much for Tony D to sing? I want it that way by the Backstreet Boys." Well, the the what 
the, the price is whatever you paid for this humper chat. Here we go. And then and then we'll be done. And then we'll come back in a few hours to do this all again on Survival Select. <clears throat> you are my fire, the one desire. Believe when I say that I want it that way. But we are two worlds apart. Can't reach to your heart when you say that I want it that way. Tell me why ain't nothing, nothing but, but a, a heartache. Tell me why ain't nothing but a mistake. Tell me why I never want to hear you say I want it that way. Thanks, everybody. Uh, come back uh, in a few Subscribe hours. Subscribe to Fightful Select if you're not already for $5 a month. And join me and Alex. Yes. Fo follow us both uh, on the Twitter at Alex Sourgraps, at Miss Kate Fave. We'll be live tweeting WrestleMania Night 1, whatever the hell that winds up being. For some reason. All right. Thanks, guys. Keep cool, gabagools.